best not miss. Well, I'm a bunch of real proud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. Welcome to the party, pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast. You didn't know you needed. Welcome to the party, pal, is a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Head over to OsirisPod.com and check out all their podcasts, all their live events. That is OsirisPod.com. In this episode of Welcome to the Party, pal, we celebrate the second season of the television series Loki, based on Marvel Comics, which finds Loki working with Mobius, Hunter B-15, and other members of the Time Variance Authority, the TVA, to navigate the multiverse in order to find Sylvie, Ravona Renslayer, and Miss Minutes. We're going to get real nerdy today. It is set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, sharing continuity with the films of the franchise. Eric Martin serves as head writer, and Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead lead the directing team. Tom Hiddleston reprises his role as Loki, starring alongside Sophia DiMartino, that's Sylvie, Wunmi Masaku, that's Hunter B-15, Owen Wilson, Mobius, Jonathan Majors, plays Victor Timely, amongst a bunch of other fantastic actors we talk about in the episode. I have with me once again, author, podcaster, time travel enthusiast, River Jordan. Let's get into it. Well, welcome back to the party, um, uh, River. So great to always have you here. Our glorious purpose today is to talk about Loki season two. I'm glad to do it with you this morning. So thank you. What wonderful language to have the burden of a glorious purpose. <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly is. I um, it's, it's fun reading about this because I feel like there's so many people who find this to be just the perfect conclusion to Loki's arc. And then you do read some of the critiques and such. And so I think it's going to be fun to I'm super interested to hear what you have to say. And I, I, I kind of want to share some thoughts about what I have. But I just overall, I really fell for this this um, short <laughs> two two season series I, I believe we're at the conclusion of it um and just for a lot of different reasons the acting the production there was there was a lot that i was really drawn into the unique story i love time travel <laughs> give me all that what did you think um of loki I, I don't we haven't talked about loki so i'd love to hear your kind of general thoughts about it well i think tom brings something absolutely magnificent to the role and i think tom in the role made it so delicious there was no way to let loki go you know i think that he's the reason that they did the series and mm -hmm. i don't think anyone else um well you know a lot of great actors but it takes a great actor to be able to pull off making that transition character transition of yeah. uh, transformation and i think he does such a beautiful job of that so it's been a lot of fun i'm i'm crazy about time travel too mm -hmm. and I mean, really crazy about time travel <laughs> theory, and so I, yeah. I just, I, I love it, and yeah, you know, I'm gonna mm -hmm. go down the rabbit hole wherever anybody goes, and I know mm -hmm. the discussion about it, um, it being a little muddled here and there, but you're dealing with theory, you're dealing, yeah. you're dealing with a whole lot of things and a lot of creative yeah. writing, so you just gotta, you just gotta used to have fun have fun you know absolutely and if it the series is nothing if not fun and and 
I love that you started with Tom because it has to start with Tom. I mean, I think it's an, a complete achievement with what he's done with this character. I mean, we're talking about he started this this whole arc of his Thor character in 2011's um, Thor, and he became kind of the big bad of the Avengers. I mean, he was the main villain. He was, um, you know, prior to Thanos, this was this was his thing, and he was he was that god of mischief. And I just think it's so amazing how I always liked him as a villain, but I didn't realize how much I'd like him, you know, like just as like a character and as, as, you know, you know, really fell for what he is. And it's interesting. I think he's looking at it now. He was on Jimmy Fallon the other night and he wrote, um, you know, uh, this is the conclusion to season one and season two's arc. And it's also the conclusion to six films and 12 episodes and 14 years of my life. So he's kind of looking at this, what happened at the end of this Loki uh, um, season two as kind of the end of, of this part, this big chapter of his life. And and if so, it's time to give, a, you know, a hats off to him for this role, for what he did to the Avengers series, for what he did. I find this to be my favorite Marvel series, so what he did for the television series, I think um, I'm glad you started with Tom because it's just that's the hat tip needs to go right there. He made this; he really made it really special. I watched that interview too, and I thought, what an eloquent way of summing up, you know, the and taking a bow, you know, and and for people not to be pressuring him about, oh, season three, you could do this and you could do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's you, you never know with these things, but you know, kind of money talks and people pull back in and, and he made himself and I'm I'm happy to go right there to kind of the the glorious purpose that is uh, what he found himself at the end uh, the, you know, kind of becoming what is the heart of uh, Yggdrasil, which is the sacred, uh, sacred tree of Norse um, cosmology that actually connects the nine realms. That was kind of what they did at the end. That tree situation was so right. cool. The, right. the CGI was just fantastic. But uh, I just thought it was really beautiful. First off, the Glorious Purpose. They really bookend the whole series around it. The first episode's called Glorious Purpose. The last one's called Glorious Purpose. And that all harkens back to a quote he made into the Avengers about having a glorious purpose. So I just thought... I didn't see that coming as, as, as you know, what was, yeah. what was to become of him. It showed how much his character grew, that he was willing to sacrifice so much. They sacrificed all that work to be able to make it happen. Centuries of work, as they put it. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he, you know, the struggle with how to, you know, tackle what he had to tackle at the end because he had friends now and he valued friendship and appreciated friendship. And I just thought it was a really beautiful and, and, and interesting way to close this thing out and close the thing. What did you think as uh, he became that heart of the tree and, and, and kind of the, oh over, God. The, the, the God of time? The vision of him walking down, you know, the runway to the to the machine and to the, you know, what's the machine called? And I know what the machine is. The loom. The time the loom. loom. The loom. The time loom. He's walking towards it. And as his clothes are shredding, you're thinking for a moment, oh, my God, he's going to turn into string. It's, mm -hmm. you know, this is what's mm -hmm. happening. And then you mm -hmm. see the cloak come out and you see the headpiece grow and you're like, yep. oh, <laughs> no, I loved yep. it. I loved yeah. it. It was beautiful. It felt 
And that's where I feel like, you know, I see some critiques about um, some of the Star Wars shows or, or the Marvel shows and stuff. And I just sit back and, and I get some of the critiques and all, but I just sit back and I can't believe it's happening on television, whether it's these starfighters fighting and just looking perfect yeah. or like this moment, it's a huge cinematic moment. Huge it's cinematic big. moment. It's That's really IMAX moment right totally. there. Totally. Yeah. And we're just getting that on a regular, you know, Thursday night and on, on our television now. And it just I feel like a lot of that's being taken for granted and and it just it's it it was it's cool too, because it's like it is this like glorious ending, he him finding his glorious purpose, but there's a tragedy to it, and that makes sense yeah. dealing with someone like him. I mean, he's he got he got his throne, he got his kingdom, but it's a lonely kingdom. And we know now that he, you know, he doesn't want to be lonely. He was seeking for friendship. He did care about people. It's, you know, he had love for people, and yeah. it just, it, it is tragic in that way that, that he's, he's, apparently going to just be managing, managing time and managing this. Hoping some people can. I'm just going to pretend they can pop in <laughs> on the throne somehow. You know, um, what, you know, and and then we'll back up a little bit. But the, of course, his. his expression at the very end that mm -hmm. satisfaction yeah. of having survived you know and, and protected mm -hmm. all the people that he loved and found his purpose but also that the sadness of that resolution you know all playing yeah. in it's just just absolutely absolutely beautifully done and you know i think people are like that i th i think when you see people who find their purpose and they're truly mm -hmm. following their purpose they start yeah the clothes that somebody else maybe their mom or dad put totally. on or whatever and they you know or whoever expectation yep. and they begin to discover who they really are and and yeah. i just think that's a scene that people can communicate with but what were some of your other characters in this season that that was, i just to piggyback off what you're saying and i'm, I'm going to jump right to my favorite character i love that i think it's a gift when someone knows their purpose i was always jealous when someone who's younger you know, when I was younger and I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. There's multiple things I want to do. Someone who's like, I love this. I want to do this. I thought that was the biggest gift. So watching him stumble around throughout this entire 14 years, uh, you know, that we've watched him on the screen, just not knowing exactly who he was, what he wanted to do. Is it, am I good? Am I bad? What am I? And then finding it. Purpose is a lot. And if someone, if people had more purpose, I think we'd see less people struggling in the world. It's, oh, yeah. it's the finding of the purpose but to answer your question i mean ob was the gift of season two yes. i mean it, it, from get the get-go man just i mean the first step uh the first you know we we got an episode just kind of like introducing him that was kind of like the joy of episode one or boris and it was i mean played perfectly by keith who's just coming off his oscar win from yes. every everything everywhere all at once and you're wondering what's he gonna do next and he found the perfect quirky fun role he was you know, he was so important to the show, too. I mean, all his tech know-how is kind of what uh, tied everything together. Uh, again, he was funny. He just, I mean, he ends up throughout those years that kind of bring this whole story home, teaching Loki all that he knew that led him, you know, during those centuries to let him be who he wanted. What a gift to have him be a part of the show. And just it's kind of made the season. Yeah. Yeah. Every time he's on the screen, you're just yeah. like, give us more. Give us more yep. of and I loved the episode where he goes to get the band together again, you know, after yeah. he all the, and he, and he goes and finds him and he's an author. And he goes, yep. well, you did write a book. Then he goes, 
So it's a bestseller. He goes, what kind of, everybody has read it. Everybody has a copy on their desk. And so, that was so fun to see the alternate characters. And yes. that was one of my favorite episodes is, is seeing who they were on timelines and in, in these. I love episodes. that. That's, that concept was absolutely beautiful to see that they did have another life and, you know, where it was and who they were before. And that, that, that was so cool. What was interesting about um, OB, and I know we'll get to Jonathan Majors a little bit and, and, and Victor yes. Timely, yes. Um, but they, those two were having this really weird kind of, um, kind of a sort of conversation, like kind of between across time, across um, space, across different realities, not, not like with words, but like they were kind of growing off each other and kind of they kind of created each other in certain ways and i just thought that their relationship was so so unique and there's always these like duos i see in loki whether it's loki and sylvie loki and uh morbius and just i love to see these relationships that they form these two-offs and i thought uh victor timely's and ob's is one of the, like the more unique ones and <laughs> and just just what they meant to the story that they told here regarding the loom it was it was fun to see that interaction yeah the bromance moment when they yeah. met each other the first time you know yeah that was, that was cute yeah yeah the i think he um i found so much humor in owen wilson as morbius uh, throughout the whole thing but in the first season especially and just he kind of brought his his quirkiness and what he does so well to the table and i just think that was picked up in a perfect way uh, by ob and just they kind of it just creates this levity, this playfulness, because things are they they do create, you know, there's an intensity. Sylvie is so intense and there's, you know, Tom's intense and the the the, the stakes of the TVA are intense and we're dealing with apocalypses and stuff. And there's so much playfulness surrounding that whole thing that that makes the whole experience a real rich one. They they do a great job of balancing that, you know, well, with OB saying, oh, so nice to meet you. We're all going to die. Yeah, <laughs> that's his line. It's so nice to meet you. We're all good. And, uh, I also just love Morbius doing um, selling jet skis. What yeah. was his name? Dan? I, I, I forgot his name in this other world. Dan, maybe. I don't know. And, but his line that he's selling those jet skis, hmm. they are the thinking man's AT. <laughs> that was a line. Oh, uh, he, he was perfect to play that kind of cheesy oh jet ski salesman. Line, and that's so perfect for Owen Wilson to deliver, you know? Totally. The Thinking Man right. ATV. That, yeah. That's awesome. It'll um, forever, you know? Every time I get on a jet ski, it's going to be, oh yeah, it's the Thinking Man's ATV. I'm, 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 that's how I'm going to refer to it for the rest of time. The um, it's 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 interesting, and we have to touch on it. But I mean, you know, Kang's a big part of what the uh, the Avengers, the whole Marvel universe is doing. And you know, there's a lot going on with Jonathan Majors right now. I haven't followed the story too much, but I know it's a complicated one. Um, uh, but I just it's I really do uh, I really enjoy his acting. I just he, you know I just that the last Black Man in San Francisco is one of my favorite movies. I think he's amazing in that season one episode of uh, six of Loki when he's having 
at Jonathan Majors as he who remains. Um, just having that conversation with Sylvie and Loki at the table. It's a long, drawn-out conversation. He's even like eating an apple during it. I just watched that scene over and over again. It's 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 a lot of exposition and his acting is amazing. Um, the Victor Timely ter- uh, variant with like his kind of nuanced speaking ways and his, this the way is was amazing. I'm not sure what happens with the Kane character moving forward. I know he was planned to be the big bad and kind of they were going to do an Avengers Kang dynasty. And then he was even maybe going to be involved in Avengers Secret Wars, which is planned. But um, but either way, I, I do enjoy that character. You know, the scandal, uh, you know, acknowledged. But I, I, I really liked Victor Timely this year. Did you enjoy Victor Timely's being a part of this? I did. And I and yeah. of course, you know, What's time travel without popping back to the 1800s and going to the Chicago World Fair? I mean, what a a gift. If you get pop somewhere, you know, that's a good place to pop. So it was fun. I mean, the the costumes and, you know, and the speed and the fact that I was surprised that he, um, that he tried to save everybody. He said, it's time to be brave. I was really surprised. I'm glad you brought up that line. That got me. Time to be brave. Yeah. I'm pretty brave, and and we all have those moments in life where yeah. we have to tell ourselves, you know, it's time. Absolutely. And yeah, it was a tough one, and then I so enjoyed, um, I so enjoyed Loki trying to rush everyone going faster. Faster. And I think it's Electric Light Orchestra's Beethoven's Fifth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then and to the. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely do. It's, it's, I watched the scene last night. It's amazing. Yes, this is great, and, uh, and just yeah. fast. Okay, got to go faster, faster, mm-hmm. faster. And I yeah, loved uh, those moments. Those were a lot of. Those were a lot of fun too. Absolutely, I want to. I want to like. Yeah, I want to give props to a couple of episodes because it was just a fun. It's. I mean, it's, it's a terse six episodes. Yeah. What's that? Got to do Breaking Brad. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I want to mention Breaking Brad. I do want to the first eight, like the eight episode eighteen ninety three going to the World's Fair is such a yeah. gift. You know. Like, I've been always waiting. I love Devil in a White City, the book, and I was wait- always waiting for the film because I always thought it'd be so cool when you're reading about the World's Fair and the Ferris wheel there and all the things that were like invented that brought were brought there. It's just it's it's amazing, and we got a little taste of that, and then we got to walk through what they created at the World's Fair in that episode. Um, Breaking Bad, Brad was an awesome episode where we kind of <laughs> was Hunter X Five, you know, becomes like a movie star back in the day, and he wanted to. It was it's fun what he was trying to do too. He was trying to get his life back and trying to experience something he wasn't experiencing. But Breaking Bad, Brad, those first three episodes, I thought, I, I mean, I loved them all, but those were just genius to me. I loved them. Yeah, and you have so many components. I, you know, looking at it from the perspective of being a writer. You have mm-hmm. so many characters and so many components and so many plot lines that you're trying to, you know, fit in together and and um, mm-hmm. give characters time on screen. So I, you know, I, that was a great one, great example of, of that. Yeah, and the end of the day, and it didn't feel this way to me so much in the first season, but after I look at it kind of now with some hindsight, like what really was special was this kind of large ensemble cast. We saw a bunch of them standing together at the end when they were trying to, you know, when they thought they fixed the time loom and we're talking about Hunter B-15, um, Wanami uh, Masaka, I believe her name is. She's awesome. Loved her. Yeah. Sasha Lane was in the series earlier. Just, I can't remember who plays Ravona, but she does amazing. Like it's just a, it's just a full 
interesting cast of eclectic people and, and it just really came to light when they were standing there at the end how interesting of a group it was and it wasn't just Tom or Sylvie, Tom and Morbius, it was this gang of friends, this ragtag crew of misfits that were just, that, you know, what's so special to me about the show and just like production. Goonies, you know? I'm traveling Goonies, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I just found there to be such a amazing and unexpected amount of heart in it, too. I was just floored by, like, when in the initial season when, when Loki and Sylvie were having that unique love story as variants and, and just Morbius. I mean, he loved Morbius. Loki loved Morbius a lot. Can I talk about the, the unique love story? Please. I've heard so many people going, oh, gross, this is really sick. I mean, I've heard really yeah. smart people going, and I'm like, no, it's not. You know, Sylvie is a variant from another universe, yep. and she is more like a twin flame, you know? Yeah. yeah. Everybody's searching for their twin flame, but mm -hmm. this is what you're talking about. You've got a yeah. twin flame who's identically like you from another universe that yep. comes together. So, it was actually perfect, and I love. It was the, beautiful. Yeah, I love the conversation. Except she didn't reciprocate very well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. The scene in McDonald's where Owen Wilson is sitting there talking to Brad, you know, mm -hmm. on his mm -hmm. timeline, and he's he's saying that we have to. Uh, and he was saying it's just, let's just talk about how crazy life is. A minute ago, I'm trying to kill you. Now we're here. <laughs> Was having this great meal together and uh, tell me about your movie and he goes oh you don't really want to know and he goes it looked really scary and i love brad coming back going it's not scary it's an elevated thriller it's <laughs> <laughs> like wait what was the exact line again i just started laughing is elevated thriller it's it's not scary it's an elevated thriller it's cinema <laughs> like he already has the whole actor's defensive posture totally, oh. totally. And, and when you think of um you, you know you were talking about the push and pull with sylvie and loki one of the other big themes we have to mention here is the exploration of the idea of free will within the tva yes. and something that was kind of where she was um you know she was dead set on the idea of, of people having free will wherever they may be. And the idea of kind of pruning and, and, and taking that away and keeping it down to the sacred timeline is kind of messed up. And I understand, you know, where she's coming from. I also understand once you know what that could lead to, that it could lead to some real horrors everywhere. I just thought, I just thought the conversation she was having and her kind of glorious purpose to give people and allow people to have free will she didn't change at all. She was she was dead set on that idea. And yeah. I thought that was another cool theme that they were exploring throughout this whole thing in a really, really fun way. And I just it's 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 another component. Like like you were saying, there's all these different components, all these different pieces, and there's a lot to chew on. And that was just another one of them. So what did you think of of um her choice to to go to McDonald's? Yeah, I just, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I think of it. I, I just thought it was, it's, she, she was always surprising me with exactly what she was going to do. I, I never, I was never sure, uh, you know, where she would land on things. At times I thought she might soften up after, especially when Loki's coming back to her again and again, and he's trying to 
trying to kind of reason with her in a major way, um, whether it's in those McDonald's scenes or even later when he's, he's you know, getting, you know, he never gets through to her because she, she does, I mean, it's a righteous cause. What did you think when she went to McDonald's? Well, your first thing is like McDonald's, but uh, <laughs> she's in a very rural town, in a small yeah. town, in a quiet yeah. place. And I know that's what she wanted. And in every rural town in America now, there is a McDonald's. Absolutely. Um, so I, like the new town hall and <laughs> meeting real, place. It, there it is. And mm -hmm. so and I, I love, um, of course, the colors were fun. The McDonald's colors yeah. of the uniforms. Classic. Yeah, yep. classic stuff. But her, um, and also when the guy recommended the Chicken McNuggets to her, mm -hmm. that was the first year they had Chicken McNuggets. It was love something it. new on the menu. So love it. kind of you know. Yeah. But I love the Ford F-150 in the parking lot mm -hmm. and sitting on the hood, you know. Yeah. As a Southern girl, I really appreciate laying <laughs> on the hood of the Ford F-150 looking at the carpet night. And you know, we're asking the kid, is your mom coming to pick you up? I thought that yep. was so sweet, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, think about the fact that if you did grow up, as she said, living in apocalypses. She was, grew up hiding and living in, in literal apocalypses when worlds were ending over and over again. The scar of that, wouldn't, wouldn't a slower life in a slow rural town where people are kind to each other and this time and, and just it's slower and chill. I mean, doesn't that sound nice? That sounds nice. It's better than apocalypse. She looked around and saw the teenagers that were laughing and saw the yeah. girl that looked like they were on a date or falling in love. And, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, I want some of everything. I want oh, yeah. all of this, you know? Yeah. Definitely. I want a slice of Americana to bring yeah. it home. I just, I just thought while we were talking there of another funny OB line, remember at the end when, um, he miss he he pops Miss Minutes back, and he's and they ask him if he's if you know it's is is does he know if, he's, if she's gonna kill come want to kill everyone again? Oh man, and Miss Minutes was so special throughout. I mean, I guess I I think I bring it up a lot when I talk about Loki. Just the look, kind of like these. Um, they redid a, a TWA airport over at a JFK. JFK Airport here in New York, and there's like an old school, you know, uh, TWA Airport. We can go. You can actually there's a hotel there, pool, and you can hang out while you wait for flights there. And it just it takes you to that time period. It looks like that. I just think about that when I see the TVA. It just it's it brings you back to this classic retro look, but it's also it's also way in the future. And there's like different you know line where just these technological possibilities exist, but. Miss Minutes was one of those fun things. And and you did see in 1893, where she was kind of haunting the thing. She was known as haunting the whole World's Fair. And she made herself black and white at that one point. So that she could blend in, you know. So she blend in. Miss Minutes. We have to, have to give, when I talked about the ensemble cast, I, I had to give a hats off uh, to Miss Minutes. She was, she was a big part of it. But what a journey this whole thing took us. And I, also, I also just want to say, yeah. Some of the needle drops and the music I really enjoyed. And like that scene where she's on that F-150 yeah. looking at the stars yeah. and they're playing Janis Joplin's Cosmic Blues. Yeah. And I thought, how perfect. I, I love it. I love it when a plan comes together and they're they're able to utilize everyone's creativity, you know. I mean, Natalie, I'm glad you mentioned that. I didn't, I, we can't end without talking about Natalie Holt's score was just outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. Like we did talk about the moment when... 
you know, kind of Loki transformed and had his glorious purpose realized, that just feeling he, that, 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 the vibe that, that her score and, and the orchestration there gave is just out of control. It just, the, the music was really, really great. Just the concepts throughout the whole thing really got me. The, I love the time loom, loom idea. Just, even visually, just seeing all this timelines kind of pressed into one thing. I thought it was super, super clever. I love the idea of the TVA in general. I love, like I said, um, her hiding in apocalypses. That's a really, really uh, cool idea. I love, uh, um, you know, I, yeah, like you, we already talked about what characters were before they became the TVA. They just, there was just so many different cool little things going on in Loki, and I just, and the, it was, it was really, so good. The tongue-in-cheek humor that they kept yeah. coming to, you know, just some of the lines and their delivery, like reincarnation baby yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the acting is stunning there's tons of heart in it there's like there's romance there's action the action all looked great the cgi is great i just i'm glad we got a chance to talk about it I, it's, it's, it's really really special any any closing words for us for loki season two or to uh to loki as we i guess end the loki series Oh man, if I could just like, if there was a benediction, just wishing everyone could find their glorious purpose, that would <laughs> be, that would be, I would just magically, you know, put that out for everyone to have their glorious purpose. So, uh, but for it not to be lonely, so they could still drink wine and break bread with friends. So Exactly. I, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to use your idea of that people might be able to visit him in there and he could touch base or at least see people's happiness and, and enjoy it for the whole thing. So it's really, it's like, I, I'm, it's, I think it's easily my favorite Marvel show they've done so far. Loki's one of my favorite characters they've done and that wasn't initially the case. So what a fun series, tons of fun talking to you about it, River. Thank you so much. Thank you for all and thank, <laughs> For all, all time. And thank you everyone out there for once again, join the party.
Osiris. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.